0: The call to build your small business? Make it happen with a .NET domain name, the place for dreamers for 30 years and counting. Visit keepdreamingup.net for tips and advice, whether you're just getting started or looking to grow. That's keepdreamingup.net.
1: You are locked on women's basketball, part of the Locked On Podcast Network.
0: Hello and welcome to Locked On Women's Basketball. I'm your host, Howard Megdahl, reminding you you can follow us on Twitter at lockedonwbb. You can like us on Facebook or go ahead and rate and review us on iTunes, your podcast listen of choice. Also, make sure you follow our women's basketball coverage at The Summit, summithoops.com, two T's in honor of Pat. And just out today, go ahead and get our app uh, available on iOS or Android format so that when anything happens in the world of women's basketball, you'll know about it right away. And someone responsible for many of the happenings in the world of women's basketball uh, joins us, uh, Vicki Johnson, who is a legend in New York Liberty Circles and now the head coach of the San Antonio Stars. Vicki, thanks for being with us today. Oh, no problem. Glad to be here. So take me through, if you could. Uh, you did that recent honor at the Garden. Mm-hmm. What's going through your mind? The, you had to have so many memories from a career that, is one of the very best in franchise history. What do you think of when you come back to the Garden first?
1: Well, the Garden is a, is a very uh, unique place to play at. Um, I had a great time, you know, as a New York Liberty. I started my career there. I played nine years. Uh, great basketball. Uh, I think uh, the fans appreciated uh, the way I played. Uh, I gave everything I had uh, day in and day out. I, I left everything on the court. And so to come back this past weekend uh, for my first game as a head coach and to be honored uh, by the, the New York Liberty organization, Izel Thomas, um, I got a chance to talk to Larry, Larry Johnson, Sprewell, um, Spoon, Kim Hampton, former teammate, mm-hmm. um, it was a great honor for me. Um, I was in awe uh really wasn't expecting um the bells and whistles uh, but I'm very grateful that um as a player um they appreciated what I brought to the table day in and day day out uh, for that organization
0: well a huge ovation for you uh, obviously mm-hmm. uh when you were honored there and and there's good reason when when you go through your development as a player it, it continued uh, significantly even once you arrived in New York uh, you, you know, between your first and second seasons to add that three point shot to go from 19% to 37.5% uh, always had a broad based game uh, in terms of being able to deliver assists as well so doing like you said a, a little bit of everything for the teams that enjoyed some of the greatest success in New York do you have a moment that you harken back to, that you think about as, like, this was my peak moment in a Liberty uniform?
1: Well, I think I think um, I was a young player uh, when we started the league in 97. Yeah. Uh, Rebecca Lobo, uh, Tina Thompson, and Cheryl Swoos, and Lisa Leslie, we were some of the younger players, the youngest players in the league, uh, our teammates was older players have played overseas for six or eight plus years uh, players that we have looked the players that we have looked up to uh, throughout our college career now to have the opportunity to play a, uh, against these players with these players we were in awe um, but in college I, I never shot the three in college didn't have to I could get to the basketball I had the mid-range uh, jump shot so once I got to the professional level um, Sky report, let her shoot the three. You know, well, I've never shot the three before. You know, I shot it a little bit in in high school, but uh, never, never in college. So I went overseas and I worked on my game because um, I always wanted to add something different to my game every every year. And I think I did that as a player. Um, so when I came back the second year, my second year, I was like, all right, leave me open. You know, and then they, now now they start forcing me to the right. <laughs> so then I had to go back overseas and work on that as well because the season is so short. So you're just trying to get through it and bring your A game uh, every game um, and every day, every practice. Um, so you don't really have time to kind of work on your games because the games are so fast. Right. Especially back when we played, we played three, four games a week. And so you just needed that rest to, to be competitive every night. Um, but. I think just uh, going overseas, coming back every year, just adding something to my game, I think that's what made me uh, a very consistent player throughout my career.
0: Well, and I would just note in terms of the difficulty of scheduling that uh, there was Mm -hmm. a team, I don't know if you know about this, that had to face back-to-backs on the road to start the season this year against two of the better Eastern Conference teams uh, in New York and Washington. So I'm. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean it's,
1: it's tough. <laughs> no, it's I tough. Um, but it was it was a good experience uh, for me as a young coach to bring a young team into an environment like the Garden.
2: Yeah.
1: Um. You know, New York uh, have their players in place. You know, we are still missing. Still to this day, we still missing Kelsey Plum,
2: yeah.
1: um, Mariah Jefferson, and Kayla McBride. These are two are. These are three of our big pieces. For this team, and so to go in and be competitive with New York, and really, uh, we we brought in Kayla and and Erica on Wednesday, two days before yeah. we left, and so it was difficult because they didn't know our defensive schemes, they didn't know offense, um, and then we we turned around, we had to play Washington within 24 hours. We left New York; a flight got delayed in New York, so we didn't get out of New York until. Uh, eleven twenty. We didn't make it to D C until one thirty. We didn't get to the hotel until two fifteen. Oh
2: boy. in the morning.
1: And then we played at three. <laughs> Holy
2: cow. So yeah. So
1: it's no excuses, but mm-hmm. it was tough. You know, and I played I play a lot of players, a lot of minutes. Yeah. Um, so I think um I think we did well overall. I think we did well. I think in New York we had a chance to win. Mm-hmm. We we was seventeen for twenty nine from the free throw line. So I addressed that issue on Sunday. Then we was 18 for 18, but I didn't address the rebounding, so we got our (laughs) rebound in Washington by almost 20. Uh, But it's a very young team, but a very competitive team. And the thing that I always address and always um, ask of the players in the team, play hard, play smart, and play together. That's it. And everything else will fall in place, and I think they have been doing that
0: for me. And it, it was striking to me, you know, your team was playing hard right down the stretch, even on that Sunday afternoon. And uh, taken from mm-hmm. someone, I, I, I took the train down. I, I got down from New York to Washington ahead of you guys. All oh yeah. I, all, all I had to do was write on Sunday, and I was dragging on the second day of a. You debate, were tired. So I can't even <laughs> right. imagine playing it. But you, you spoke uh, at about. The jump from your first to your second year. I was recently talking to a teammate of yours, a former teammate of yours, Rebecca Lobo, about this, mm-hmm. about the fact that players in this league seem to take a real significant jump from year one to year two. And she yep. mentioned the idea of, you know, like you said, going overseas. And so you've got this full year. You're going from a, you know, 30-game college season to 30, 32 at that time uh, in the W, but, plus whatever mm-hmm. you're able to get overseas. So it's hard to know, obviously, because you you still haven't seen her in practice. But Mariah Jefferson is just undergoing that now, had an amazing season overseas. I'm curious what you think you can get additional out of her uh, after what was a stellar rookie season.
1: I think think, uh, Richie, uh, the coach that coached me in New York, taught me a very valuable lesson as a player, you know, I played all year round for 13 years. Mm-hmm. And so uh, he always told me, he's like, you know, go hard. Um, Mid-July, you'll hit a wall mm-hmm. for at least three, four days. And it's just it's nothing you can do. You just have to rest. The body is telling you to rest. And that's, that's what I believe with these players today. You know, Mariah Jefferson, when she comes back, I think um, you'll see the best of her. Because she's excited to be back in the W, but the body has to rest, you right. know. In playing competitive, in playing this, the, the W is the best league in the world. The best athlete, you have no, you have no break, not even in practice. Mm-hmm. You're still going against great athletes in practice, and so now in the game, is even more competitive, you know, to a certain degree. Uh, so you never actually get that rest. Um, but I think Mariah Jefferson is. Is a very old school mentality type of player. Um, she picks her moments. Uh, she understands the game. Her basketball IQ is on a whole another level. Uh, so I'm anxious to see uh, her development, uh, uh, understanding the game, actually reading the game a little bit more, slowing herself down. And uh, so I'm excited to see her come back and, and see what her second year brings.
0: Yeah, you, you and me both. And. You know, it's interesting, when you look at the roster and you look at that trio, Mm -hmm. it, Mm -hmm. it, it certainly doesn't seem like... Their offensive skills are in conflict. Uh, whether it's the fact that no. you know Mariah can have the ball, but also did a ton off the ball uh, in Connecticut, right. e- even last year during her rookie season. Uh, or mm-hmm. when you look at what what Kelsey Plum did in Washington, a ball dominant season, but was extremely effective off the ball as well. And mm-hmm. uh, e- e- you know even Taylor McBride, in terms of her ability to uh, make shots from the wings. It's, it, it seems like you're at your best playing all three together, but what I do wonder about is whether you see it also as an opportunity to dramatically change the pace of play for this team. Were you, you know, uh, under Coach Hughes last year, uh, checked in at 12th of 12 in the lead on pace. Very different roster as well, but what do you is that something that you think is uh, a way that this team is different from last year's team?
1: Well, you know, me, I'm more of a defensive coach. Uh, my thing is we play defense, and then we go out and we'll attack. We play, we play both sides of the ball. Uh, mm-hmm. My goal offensively is to score 92 a game. And I think with the type of defense that we'll have, that de- the type of defense that we have in place will allow us to do that. Mm-hmm. But as far as offensive system, I'm not really um, the, t- the traditional coach that really get caught up into positions. Mm -hmm. My system, I have created a system to cater to the players that's on our roster uh, for the Plums, the Kayla McBride, uh, the Mariah Jefferson, the Monique Curry, to catch the ball in their comfort zone. So for me, it's not a traditional like Teresa Weatherspoon or, or Don Staley who had to control, make sure people were set up. No, anybody one through five can. One through three can advance the ball and mm-hmm. initiate the offense. And yeah. the other two people can run. So it, it doesn't matter for me who's the one, who's the two, who's the three. Whoever gets the rebound, whoever has the outlet can advance the ball and attack. We just want to play fast. We want to post the rim run. We want them to get easy buckets. Um, if we don't ever have to set up an offense, It'll be great for me. Right.
0: Well, and, and you know? so, so how much of that comes from, you, you said you're, you're creating for the personnel on hand. How much of that comes from the fact that uh, you guys draft plum, and so you have those three yeah. elite playmakers, and how much of that is just personal preference? Uh,
1: a lot of personal preference. Uh, I actually had a playbook um, for the last three years, right in place for whenever I did become a head coach Um, so um, after we drafted Plum and I knew that she was actually on our team
2: Mm
1: -hmm. right I added even more sets to cater to her Mariah Mariah Jefferson and Kayla McBride and our post players Uh, that's why I wanted uh, Erica that's why I wanted uh, Erica somebody was mobile able to set a screen that could pop, dive uh and, and and a very uh finesse uh post player. Uh Kayla we have a very uh big, solid uh post player that can set screens, dive hard, post up, deep deep post ups. Uh if you look at our fours, our fours are very athletic. Uh, they can get out and, and defend uh, the guards. Uh they can get out and run. Uh, do you, like do you think
0: of Nia as a four in Nia Coffee, or uh, is she more of a three in your mind?
1: Well, she's a she's a four right now. Yeah. Um, maybe uh, in years to come, I can I can kind of transition her to the to the three position. Mm-hmm. But right now, she's a she's a four. She's a four, but well, she's an athletic four. And I, I had a I had a conversation with her today. Was um, and my conversation with her was just. Don't be um uh, undersized for in this league. Be a very athletic uh, and use your strengths. Your strength is being mobile, being out, getting out, you know, uh, tipping the ball, you know, uh, being aggressive, attacking the offensive boards, uh, getting out in transition. Uh, those things will make you uh, be an elite player in this league. Just like Mecca, they they put her at the five position. Mecca's not a five; mm-hmm. she's a four. Sometimes she goes to the three, you know. But her energy and the way she plays the game is on a whole other level. And so that's what I'm trying to instill in our young players: is that you have to play hard, have to play smart, and you got to play together at in every possession. It has to become part of your DNA.
0: And and Nia did a ton of that in college too, so that's that's a really yeah, interesting thing. Exactly, and you know especially yes. on the defensive end. But let yes. let's, let's get into the weeds a little bit on that defensive side of things. So mm-hmm. when you know the the superficial read of you guys on the defensive end is you've got one guard who's five foot eight and one guard who's five foot six, and so inherently there are a whole lot of teams who can throw a big guard at either Mariah or Kelsey. Uh, what are your thoughts just initially about that, and what do you think are the best ways for you guys to combat that collectively?
1: Well, the thing is, you can throw a big guard, we'll, but will that big guard be able to score? Right. You know, you, I mean, what, you want to throw Diana Tarassi at us? Okay, but who's on the side of the, uh, Diana Taurasi? Because we have our bigger threes that can guard... Because I watch Phoenix so we have Phoenix tomorrow mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. Diana's at the three and then you have you have Mitchell and and yeah. Daya Robinson Robertson. right at one two it's the same but it's no you, different do you do you, you see, know ivory ivory and um and cloud they play together same thing smaller cloud's a little bit bigger but Cl- but ivory's small. They have uh, New York has uh, Brittany and and Sugar Rogers right. playing together. They're super small, so it's just it's it's just the way we play as a team. Our team, our team, our defense is a team defense. It's designed for help, uh, and um, and I'm very comfortable putting Mariah Jefferson, Plum, and Kayla McBride, and then with any of our four or five. That's out there,
0: so um, so, so you, I, that that doesn't concern me. And so you, that's what you see as your primary lineup. If you know, once of health and uh, returning from Turkey, I don't know. Comes together,
1: I'm, yeah. I'm 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 that coach that I don't know. I, I mean, I still have to see these players in practice. I haven't seen all three of those these players in practice yet <laughs> at the same time. And <laughs> well, well, so, it's I, a possibility. I, I mean, it's a great it's a great thing to have, I, but I don't know.
0: I can't answer that question for you. So, you, your long-term plan, though, probably not. Monique Curry leading the WNBA and scoring while she plays the point for you uh, for that kind of game. That's a shame. It was fun to watch, I have to say. But, yeah. yeah.
1: I, I mean, know. but, you know, at the same time, everything happens for a reason. Right, right. I think nothing in life happens by mistake. And right. I think it's an opportunity for our three um, m- uh, marquee players um uh, Dan- uh, Plum, uh, Mariah Jefferson, and Kayla McBride to actually see and trust what their teammates can do. Right. So now they have to fill in. So it's easier for uh, these three uh, pieces to, 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 to fill in with our, with our nine players than our nine players trying to fill in with these three pieces.
0: And, and So for me, it's a great thing. As far as those three pieces go, what kind of timetable do you have? Are you, are, is the hope... Slash I wish tomorrow, to have them, but yeah, it's not
1: tomorrow. <laughs>
0: not tomorrow, not not all three in time for, uh, for Friday night? No. Where, where are they as of this point? Where, when do you expect them back? Well,
1: I don't really know. Well, I'm taking one day at a time, so one game at a time. So I know it's not going to be tomorrow. So hopefully next Thursday. Okay. Just as a coach, next Thursday. But okay. I don't know because I haven't talked to anyone. Let's just... Refrain to God, and God is answering our
0: prayer. <laughs> Understood. Yes, and <laughs> and so <laughs> is is the is the hope or the belief that maybe you'll have any of them uh, for the for Friday night, or or is or you think all three no. of them are going to be waiting?
1: I think all three, all will three.
0: be out still. Understood. Yeah. Understood. All right So, but like I told my yeah. team
1: today, I mean, the most important thing is not who's on our team, but who's ready to play, mm-hmm. and I have. 10 players that's
0: here ready to play now. And we'll go out and be very competitive and win tomorrow. Well, wow, it would be interesting to see and obviously look to see Monique Curry extend her lead uh, over everyone else in the league as far as scoring, <laughs> so I'm looking forward to that. So let, let, me, let me ask you We're this. a little defense. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Fair enough. So something that struck me, we talked a little bit about this uh, off the air before we came on, you know, it, it, it was there. It was touch and go there for a little while uh, in terms of Kelsey, in terms of some of the communication. And so I was really struck by the fact that she comes to San Antonio, you and she sit down, and things are smoothed over to the degree they are. I couldn't help but feel like it mattered that you had the credibility of having played in this league and having done the things on the court that you had done Do you think that played a part in that specific conversation? And more generally, do you think it plays a part in your ability to communicate with your team?
1: For sure. I think it does. I think um, coming from the college level to the professional level, it's a little different. It's a whole lot different. Um, um, We are not... um, we don't cater to athletes, like, in the, uh, on the college level mm-hmm. as much, you know. So she doesn't know me, and I don't know her. I only know her through film, I'm watching her live through film. I don't know who she is as a person, you know. So I've never actually spoken to her, really. I spoke to her, hey, how you doing? Kelsey, I'm Vicki Johnson, the head coach for the San Antonio Stars. And that was it. At one game, mm-hmm. so they didn't really have a communication or her agent. I don't. If I, her agent walked up to me now, I wouldn't even know who she is. Hmm. Like, so I didn't really get involved with all the media and all that stuff. So you know, let the kid get here. So let us have a sit down.
0: Let her see who I am,
1: because I'm a very honest person. I'm a very passionate per- person, and I'm a very dedicated person. And my yeah. job. My gift to you and to all the players, not even just the players that's on my team, but any player in this league, if I can help you develop to be the best player that you can be, then call me any time, even if you're not on my team. Because that's my, that's the gift that God has given to me. Because the Teresa Weatherspoon, the Kim Hampton, the Sue Wiggs, the Cynthia Cooper, you know, those players help me. And so it's my duty to give back to these young players and to the W mm-hmm. for giving me so much, you know, house, car, bank account, all that good stuff. So when we actually sat down and we just talked, and we have a heart, we had a heart to heart. Like we're the, we're the same, you know. We're very competitive, uh, very uh, direct. She doesn't sugarcoat. I don't sugarcoat. She wanted. You know, she wanted straight, and that's how I am. And so, uh, so now we—I mean, we're good. Like everything's good. She loves San Antonio. She loves her teammates. You know, and I knew it would be like that yeah. because we have great people. We have great organizations. Ruth is an amazing GM. You know, and we have strength and condition. Everybody here is is great. You know, and we don't cater to one people. We are a team and so and she got here and and now she has found a home
0: and that and that was a happy locker room going in there all weekend understood that you know it was the start of a of a long process but right it was re- mm-hmm. really really striking to walk in now, you know you you can walk in there right. and you can tell and right. uh, that was something that was immediately noticeable it, it's interesting b- before we get to Ruth cause I want to talk about her as well okay. but you Spoke about you know Teresa uh, and you played with her early in your career. You're playing with Becky uh, Hammond uh, at the, at the later stages of your career. In both cases, you guys are essentially dual playmakers on the court. Does that do you think influence the way you think about a multiple point guard set? Yeah, for sure. Well, I, well, let's correct something. I had
1: Becky when she was when she was in New York. She was mm-hmm. a kid in New York, right? So I played a lot of years with New. Uh, I only played, I think, eleven years with Becky.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: If I'm not mistaken. And so, uh, yes, because I played with with I played with Spoon. Spoon was the one, but I would bring the ball up as well. And then when Becky and I, when Spoon left, uh, Becky was the two. I was the one. Mm-hmm. Becky was the. You know, so and then in, in San Antonio, I was the one, but Becky was the two, but she could bring the ball up. So right. that's what' am night. Like, position is nothing. Like <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
1: me, absolutely nothing, because the one and two should be, the one and the two should be able to handle the ball anyway. Right. You know, and so she has a Becky has a great basketball IQ, and I have a bad a great basketball IQ. So we were able to initiate the play and get people in sets and create for our, our teammates.
0: And and to so, be interchangeable like that is obviously extremely no, it's, valuable. It's on a return.
1: whole nother level. Yeah. I mean that's I think that's why um so many in the NBA you have so many great teams because you have their one or two, the one and two able to create. Because now the traditional is like James Harden. He's not a one, he's a two playing the one.
2: Right.
1: He's a two one combo guard. You know, uh Westbrook is a two-one combo guard. You know, you don't have true ones. You don't have the Rondos anymore. That is truly a one. I'm there to create for my teammates. If I'm wide open, I'll I may shoot the basketball. You know, or if I have a wide open layup, I'm making a layup. But we don't have those type of guards anymore. We have combo guards, two-three, two-one. That's able to score and create for their teammates. And well, so for me, it's a
0: great thing. And, but it's striking. I mean, we to just me. like
1: OKC. Right. They now. had James Harding, Westbrook, and Durant. The it, same. It,
0: it's striking to me, though, that you know, you're making these NBA comps. It seems like what you're going to be able to do here with this roster is to break some new ground. Uh, on yeah. the WNBA side of things, like, like we just talked about. Obviously, there have been backwards in the past like that, but to have Kayla be able to do the same and, like you say, you know, be a legitimate facilitator on the wing at the same time, that trio and that accomplished a trio. Uh, you know, Kelsey obviously just haven't gotten here, but with all that she did in college and Mariah already and Kayla an all-star as well, that seems to be something uh, of a new... A new spin on, uh, let's say, a familiar experiment here in the WNBA. For sure,
1: for sure. Just imagine Kayla pushing the ball, and you have Plum and MJ running, Mirage Jefferson running the wing. Mm-hmm. Who can keep up with them? <laughs> or if you have MJ pushing, and then you have Plum and Kayla on the wing, great shooters. Or you have Plum pushing it, and then MJ and uh, Kayla's running the wing. Great things.
0: I, <laughs> I see great things. <laughs> I, I, it was going to be amazing to watch when we did a chance to I, I do have to say it sounds as if that's a team that finishes better than twelfth out of twelve in pace. Uh, does, oh the, yeah, is, for sure. Do you think you figure upper half of the lead? Is that the goal? Is that the the aspiration with this team? My goal is to
1: finish in the top two. Okay. In everything. Defensively, offensively, everything, rebounding, everything. We still have to work on our rebounding, but it's going to get there.
0: Mm-hmm. And 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 specific to the rebounding end of things. Kayla Alexander, you mentioned in passing, you know, she took a real step forward last year in terms of mm-hmm. her efficiency and really across the board in terms of her numbers. Uh, I, I know you start you started Erica game one. Um, you know, mm-hmm. you still, you, you haven't started Kayla uh, so far, but obviously it's real early. Is she in the mix for you, number one, uh, to be a starting center? And number two, do you view her as uh, a potential long-term answer at the five for you guys?
1: Um Sure Uh, We signed Kayla for um, Two years I think Two Mm -hmm. or three years So um, she's a part of Of our uh, team For a a long time to come Um, Kayla actually Like I said I gave Erica a little leeway Because she's a vet Mm
2: -hmm.
1: But they pretty much came in at the same time Right And so I wanted to um, For me personally I didn't want to put Kayla in that position first game Tina Charles you know it's a lot of pressure <laughs> yes. Vardy, you know and then uh Deladon personnel was a little I, I went more personnel uh, with Washington and mm-hmm. that's why I started coffee and Harrison
2: right uh,
1: but I think that was too big for them as well hmm. you know um so this game, I don't know who I'm going to start. I won't know until tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, for me, I'm, I'm more old school. You earn your plan time and, and practice. You know, you have different combinations. And whatever combination I feel like is the best, that have been the best for those, for these last three, four days, will be the one that uh, actually starts.
0: Oh, well, it's interesting, and you have this range of options on the roster. So, oh yeah, would, no, it would be. <laughs> I mean, that's the best thing. See. I
1: wanted we wanted to build a twelve man roster. We have a twelve man roster. Yeah.
0: And, and so, let's talk about another uh, post player uh, who helped make that happen. In the general manager and Ruth, I, I'm mm-hmm. just struck by the fact that between the two of you, and you've seen it across the lead with you know with Swin now in an executive position, with Penny Taylor in an executive position, just all over the lead more and more veterans of the league itself are in decision-making roles. What impact do you think that has on the ability to maximize what the league gets out of its players and maximize the experience that the players have playing in the WNBA?
1: I think it's a a great thing, especially with this generation. I think the generation is, is, is more entitled or think they're more more entitled so they actually have to be coached I'm not saying that players are the only answer but I think players I think these players kind of appreciate or look up to uh, players that have actually played and now I can teach you because I have been in your position before mm-hmm. you know and so they kind of listen a little bit more you know versus a coach that has never played you telling me but you really they kind of question if you know what you're talking about type of stuff so it's great that God has put us in place Ruth and I to be able to coach these young players and kind of teach them how to be professional athletes on and off the court how to prepare mentally and physically for every game not just one game but every game in the practice and it starts in practice well you know and so it's it's a great thing for us. Um, and Todd McWilliams is in in is in in Dallas now, and mm-hmm. Bri in, in Bridget, and then Spoon. So it's it's a it's a great thing. It's a great thing.
0: Yeah, the Liberty with with Katie Smith too. It, it, Katie it, Smith. It yes, happened, yes, happening all over. And yeah, I agree with you. I, I, and it's I, a great
1: thing. It's a great thing. Yeah, for you sure. know because I think a lot of players, especially at the beginning. And ninety-seven through two thousand sacrificed a lot to to make the WBA happen. So I would like, it, I would love to see like Stint come back and 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 uh, Vicky Bullet come back one day. Don Staley, mm. well, I know she's big time on the college level, <laughs> come back in the league, you know, and or Cynthia Cooper, you know, Cheryl Seuss, Tina Thompson, those Lisa Leslie while well, she's on the business side, but True. you know that type of atmosphere, you know, to kind of teach, to just keep our getting going, going, you know. Teaching these kids uh, just the basic of basketball. Basketball IQ, helping them to understand that part of the game as well.
0: And I, and I just love the bridge. It just says all at once how short the tenure is of the league but how long the tenure is of the league all at once that it's oh, only, yeah. only yeah. been around 21 years but it's been around 21 years and sort of yeah exactly both of those right. yeah yeah well Vicki, I, I'm so glad you took the time to chat with us. And, uh, no, thank I'm you. I'm wishing you nothing but the best this year and uh, good health and a speedy return for your roster. No. And uh, so so appreciate your time. And, and, of course, to our listeners, thank you as well for listening. Just a reminder, you can follow us on Twitter at LockedOnWBB. You can like us on Facebook. Uh, go ahead and rate and review us on iTunes. And make sure you grab the Summit Hoops app Uh, now available on iOS and Android, and follow us 24-7. If something happens in women's basketball, we will be there to cover it. I'm Howard McDowell, wishing you a very good day.